Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The immigrant story is always a unique one, but rarely uh, an easy one. And if you're within the sound of my voice, that must mean you're in the seats with once more, as always. My name is Dave Voigt, and I'm the host of this podcast, where we sit down with a wide-ranging variety of entertainment industry professionals, and we pick their brain about current projects, state of the industry, how they got started, and so very much more in a light and in a conversational fashion. And you know, if you like how we do things around here, I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that you do, because let's face it, you're listening right now. And if you are, uh, hit subscribe. Give us the old five-star rating. Hit uh, uh, on your podcast provider of choice. Hit that subscribe button. Ring the bell. All the fun stuff you got to do. Uh, we're available on pretty much everywhere. Places like Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Google. And plus, we archive all of our episodes over at our In the Seats YouTube channel. So if you can give us a like and subscribe there as well, we would absolutely appreciate it. Also, don't hesitate to check us out on social media. We're on the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram, the Letterboxd, the TikTok, and probably a few other places too that I've forgotten about. And In the Seats for all sorts of fun updates. But finally, and I do dare say most importantly, please pay us a visit over at In the Seats in the seats.ca for all the latest and greatest from the world of film, television, basically the moving image at large. Because guess what? If we love to uh, watch it and write about it and talk about it, we'd love it even more when you come by and read about it and listen about it. So do us that kindness and please pay us a visit. On this very, very special episode, we're diving into a new film. It is in theaters now. It, uh, it's a joyous little piece of French-Canadian cinema that, well, being a little biased since I uh, grew up in Quebec, I love very dearly. But it's based on the Governor Award-winning, uh, the Governor General's award-winning novel by Kim uh, Tsui. Uh, it's called Rue, and it's the story of an arduous journey of a wealthy family uh, fleeing from Vietnam uh, after the war when the North took over and coming to Quebec. It is a gorgeously shot piece of cinema from co-writer and director Charles Olivier Michaud, and we had the unique pleasure of sitting down and talking with the man about uh, the nature of the story and uh, uh, giving it this really distinct visual look and making it this sort of, this this emotionally engaging, uh, fantastic piece of cinema that I just cannot recommend enough. Uh, Rue is playing in select theaters now all across the country. But first, enjoy our talk with uh, Charles Olivier, because uh, quite frankly, it's a darn good one. All right, well, obviously, man, just to kick this off officially, just uh, thank you so much for the time today. I mean, congrats on the movie, man. I thought it was an absolute stunner. Well, thank you. I loved it. Now, I mean, I guess my first question is, because I mean, obviously, you're, you're working from, from Kim's book, and, yeah. you know, you're, you're developing the story. Like, walk me through the early days of turning the story into something that was a lot more visual than I, I think I expected it to be. Because, I mean, again, it's, uh, you know, we've seen the immigrant story before, but, I mean, there's so much nuance here, visual nuance, that I really appreciated. Yeah. Like, walk me through, I guess, sort of your vision in the early days. Very early on, I said, I said like, I really, very early on, I said, we, we cannot make, like, Vietnam exotic. Because right. Vietnam is their life, is their, is their everyday life. Yeah. So Quebec has to be exotic. Quebec right. in the winter, they arrived in winter, and Kim, Kim was telling me that they arrived, there was the snow, it was a snowstorm, blah, blah, and, and it was it was a new world. And and so I said, okay, so this is gonna be the exotic part. It's gotta be strange, it's gotta be beautiful, it's gotta be weird, it's gotta be harsh sometimes. And it's, 
it's it's got to be kind of walking on a new planet because yeah. and it's also because the, the the point of view of the story was the young Kim yeah. so Tin and you when you're a child and you don't when you're a child like that you don't decide like your parents take you and they say we're moving out of Vietnam we're going to to Canada we're going wherever and because they don't decide then they don't have the choice then they don't have the free will then they just the only freedom that they have because that, that, that the character had to me in my, in my mind, it was to look around, to, uh, to observe. And when I read the book, the first time I read the book, that was seven years before I was involved in the film, yeah. that was in 2009, I read the book and some a friend of mine had said, you have to read this, this is amazing, blah, blah, blah. And not even talking about a movie, just talking about a book. And I read the book and I, after a few pages, I was like, oh, this would make a great film. And now back to, to today, people are telling me this is kind of an impossible film to adapt. It's, a, it's an impossible book to adapt. I'm like, why? It's, it's full of images. It's, it's descriptive. Kim is an anthropologist. She's like a street photographer watching the world, digesting it in her mind and sending it back to us. And I was like, this is, this, this is the movie there. This is, an, this is a movie about, about someone who discovers a new world. And, who is 11 years old and she doesn't know that, she, that one day she's going to be a writer but art is part of her in of her guts yeah. and and so she observes the world and she absorbs it and she she looks at it and she discovers it with her eyes and not with her words or not she's shy she's so it was yeah so that was a like that was the, to me that was, I wanted to make a photo book or a, without the photographs I wanted to make like a film exactly a visual experience as like in a book the poetry is in the words in the images that you write in a film to me that was the images were in the visual but also with the music and you know the, the sound design so it was yeah to me it was a it was a it was perfect film for for what i i like well I, mean, I love that you bring up like sort of that idea of looking around because yeah. i mean like even I mean I'm thinking of the scene in the thrift store as they're as they're shopping for the toaster and yeah, yeah. sort of this chaos that's around yeah. her, and and then sort of even later on when she's sort of in the snow at night, yeah. sort of in front of the depener with that one little neon sort of yeah, glow yeah. on yeah, her, yeah. And the red neon. It, it's it's painting such a an exotic picture. I mean, like you said, making yeah. Quebec this strangely exotic place. And yeah. I mean, when you're when you're framing all this, I mean, I'm kind of curious, like what. I mean, I'm looking, I guess the right word I'm looking for is because I felt so much, there was so much detail yeah. in the shot. And I mean, a lot of people, that's one of those things where audiences may not appreciate it right away, but I mean, the more you watch the film, it's yeah. like, there's such care in every single frame of this yeah. movie. Like, for yes. you, how important was it to sort of paint this, not just from a character standpoint, because I mean, that can be kind of obvious, but to really give it this distinct... Like making Quebec a character, well, I guess is maybe the best way to put it. Thank you for noticing that. Thank you for appreciating that because it's because it's, you you know it's it's it's, it's we put with a lot of care yeah, into yeah. every frame of the film and the 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 one the one of the really big advantages that I had was that we had is that is the friendship that I have with the, the director of photography, yeah. Jeff Lord. We've been collaborating together since my first film. We're very, we're very close. He he's a very dear friend so we spent a lot of time like three four years before making the film to get four years talking discussing analyzing we looked at pictures we looked at, at, at paintings we looked at, at at 
movies on mute, understanding the visual language. And same with the Rosalie Clermont, the, the costume designer. I, in 2018, so that was like four years before we made a movie, we, Rosalie and I, we, we, we did costume tests. Yeah. We, f we found textures, we found like, 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 uh, like fabrics for their, for, 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 for their dresses. And it, I mean, yeah, we put a lot, we, we like, as, as I like to say, we did the movie before we made the movie. <laughs> yeah, we planned it ahead and we, 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 we came on set. It was a strange experience. It was the first time it happened to me because we had such planned it before yeah. and the actors were so listening and so careful and so present in the moment that they, they allowed us to make the film that we wanted. So we made the film. It was kind of an easy shoot. It was a, it's a tough prep. But it was an easy shoot, like an easy production, because we had made the film before we made the film. We had we had prepped it so much that when we arrived, we're like, okay, this is where we shoot this. We see this, like that, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make this like that. Nothing more, nothing less. No, I mean something I'm curious about because, and I mean this is a bit of a throwaway line. I mean, it's my experience is hardly similar. But I mean, I grew up in Montreal. I yeah. I, I learned you know French there, and I came then I come here. For, you know, and I've been here for twenty eight years, and I remember in high school, it's like, oh, take a French class, it'll be easy. It's like, no, it's completely different. It's just, yeah, but French is just hard. so like there was a I think it was like a throwaway line of just the, the French is being different, and even in listening to your actors and how they spoke French, there were inflections where I was like, okay, this is this is not Quebecois French. This yeah. is them speaking Vietnamese Parisian French. Yeah. Like, talk to me a little bit about finding the right people for this film. Because, I mean, again, so much of this experience for me was in the little nuances yeah. that made it special. It's a love letter to the minimalist, everyday lives, right. like everyday challenges. Yeah. So finding the actors was, I mean, it was, it was, I thought the biggest challenge was to find the little girl, Tim, mm. because finding a, a, a kid or like a pre pre-teenager uh, is hard and sometimes you don't find the person that you want you just settle for someone that is close enough but when when Chloe came she, it was an, she was an old soul she was very mature she was 10 years old when we met and it was during the it was 2021 I had seen at least 150 different tapes oh, wow. of it was it was during the the covid that right. we, so, yeah, yeah. so we did yeah. so we did zooms and they sent the pre-tapes and then i was like i'm not gonna see all of them and so so i'm gonna i'm gonna pick like the the best 40 and of them i'm gonna meet and and she did not do it a pre-tape so but i so that day i'd seen the pre-tapes and most of the people came with pre-tapes was kind of okay okay yeah she could I, uh, and then she came and it was the, during COVID, so she had the mask. Yeah. So I could see the, I could, I could just look at her eyes. Right. And she was staring at me, and I was like, "Oh my God, who is that? Who is that?" I like, love that. And she was very, very smart, very, very attentive. She was just, she was just listening, not asking questions or anything like that. And 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 after like one take of the the bad scene that we did together, she, that was it. And Kim, Kim, Kim Tui, the, the the writer. She was. She fell in love. She fell in love with her because she was saying that the scene that she, they were chopping off uh, carrots, like fake carrots, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like imaginary carrots in the scene, and the way that she was behaving is she was not. She was, 
like in the Western world, when we are spoken to, we, we look at people. Of course, yeah, yeah. But over there, like the, the like the pretend dad that was yeah. there reading the lines, she was he was talking, she was just peeling the, the, the carrots and she was not looking at him. And Kim was like, this is typically Vietnamese. Very, very Vietnamese. And the way that she was, she was very straight, very, like her shoulders very broad. Very, and we discovered that after, I, 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 she came in six different auditions, six callbacks. And she told us that she, during COVID in 2020, she had moved, she had migrated from Vietnam with her family, uh, from Vietnam to Montreal. They'd settled in Montreal because her father, who was from Montreal, had his parents, they wanted to be close to his parents. And that was just before Vietnam shut his borders. Right. So it was, it was strange how she had similar circumstances as Kim Thuy when she came in 1978 when the North invaded the South and they yeah. had to leave. It was completely different, but very similar in a lot of ways. And I was like, wow, she she had to leave. She was 10 years old. She had to leave her friends. She had to leave her school. She had to leave her life. She had to leave her apartment, her house, her life over there. So I was like, in a way, even if she's too young to understand, she understands a lot of what Kim Thuy like, like lived when she was very young. So she, so she was already carrying kind of the weight of something that you don't want a child to ever live. Totally, yeah. yeah. I appreciated the the historical context as well. I mean, even just certain lines of like, well, no, during the war, we really didn't notice anything. It was after the war, it was when it got bad. Yeah. And I mean, how hands-on was Kim with this? Because I can imagine, cause, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is not necessarily a thick book. It's a very, it's a very thin, thin book. book. Yeah, very small book. I can imagine that either A, a lot made it to the screen, or B, you had to sort of as you guys were developing this, the, the screenplay, you had to sort of add a certain degree of flourish to it. Uh, actually, it was strange because when we did, we the, the book was, we left, and I say we, the screenwriter and myself, we, we wrote, we, we developed the script together and for many years, we kind of stirred away from the book and we left it behind <laughs> and we forgot the book. Oh, yeah. And before, we, we were supposed to go to Asia to shoot the film. We were supposed to have much more money, it was blah, 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 all these things. And we, circumstances like dictated that we, that it would be different. And that's the point when I went back to the book and I had to really choose what was important right. to make in the film. And that's when, that was like four or five months before the film. And that was, to me, that was, that was a, that was a great reminder of how or of why we wanted to make this film because we had forgotten the book because we thought we knew it by heart and even Kim was, was like but but I went back to the book and I, I researched the book and that's when I took a lot of lines from the book and I put them in the movie that were not in the movie like you say that like we were during the war we were at peace but it was when, when peace came that we had to leave like these were lines directly from the book inside the book and there's I mean every scene of the film is a scene in the book, but is not at the first degree. Right. It's okay. reinterpreted, repurposed. It's but the heart of it is there. There's some lines, but yeah. it's so yeah. We went back to the book, and the book kind of became our our beacon. In, As in any good adaptation would be, because I mean, obviously, it's two different genres. You can't yeah. literally transpose one to the other. No, it would not be interesting. No, no. no. And I mean, I'm curious, like on something like this. <clears throat> how much time do you get with your actors? Because, I mean, again, I can imagine 
that some of it may come in rehearsal or read through, but I can imagine at the same time, like if you're there and Kim's there and you're having a moment on set, you kind of want to let stuff play out at the same time. Yeah. Like, how do you keep that balance? I I did some... I started because uh, 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 Chloe was did not have any experience. She had yeah. never been on set. Jean, who played the father, Jean Bouy, he's he's a dancer. Yeah. He's, a, he's a contemporary dancer. He had never been on the film set. Uh, the two boys... That play the brothers. They had never been on set on any on any on any, on any set. Chantal was who's, who plays the mother. She she was in, she was experienced. She plays in she's an actress and she's uh, she was in a TV she's in a TV movie and in, in, in a TV series. Sorry in um, in English in, in 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 Hollywood. So she had some experience, but it was TV experience. Yeah, and it's very different. And not that one is better or not. It's just TV is more efficient. It's just. You shoot, let's see, you say... Like TV's a machine, and it's a, machine. It's, a exactly. bit, it's a bit different. It's yeah. completely different. And so, so what I started really slowly by, I did some read-throughs, we read the script together, I let them ask me questions, I wanted to know what they understood of the film, and then I started gradually to do some rehearsals, but the rehearsals were not like, oh, in this scene you're going to play like this. I just wanted to, like for example, uh, Chloe, what I said to her, I said, this is a film about observing. And you're going to be watching the world around you. So, I, so when you go back home, I want you to sit at the window of your house. When you go to school or when you, you go to the cafe or the, the grocery store, I want you to look at people. I don't want you to, to talk to people. I, 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 she said, I'm too shy. It's like, no, no. I want you to, to watch people. I want you to make your story. You see a couple fighting. You see a child in a, doing the bacon on the ground. Yeah. Uh, you see... Uh, Someone shoplifting. I don't know. And I want you to 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 imagine the story of their of these people. Yeah. Imagine what's their day like. Are they are they happy? Are they sad? Are they? I just want you to be observant of the people around you, and to make your own stories. Because I said the film is going to be you watching the world, and we're going to see the world through your eyes. And you're, a lot of times you're not going to be moving a lot, and the, the world around you is going to be very vivid, very alive. So I want you to be. I want you to, to, to have that muscle of understanding of, of standing in a, in a grocery store and watching the world evolve around you. And, and that was a big key to, for her to understand the film and the way that I was, because after day two or three, she was like, oh, okay, well, that's why you wanted me to observe the people because you're doing the same thing. Like, yeah. So yeah, that was, that was a big part of it. But since the film is, is it doesn't have a lot of shots, like yeah, it, yeah. it's very few shots. Most of the scenes are one one shot. Yeah, it's very like a, like a, like a tableau or like a like a like a like sequence shot. I don't like the like the wonders that they, that, that 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 we say. Uh, we we had a lot of we we could have a lot of takes. Yeah. So we had 25, 30 takes. Oh wow! So we could do it a lot. At the point when it, they just forgot, like they were so so uh, I, don't, I don't know, like not bothered, but kind of bored of doing it so many times that it gets to a point where they forgot different they just they're, they're like oh again okay they forget and you're so and when they for when actors forget that we're there that we're there to work that we're there they forget their performance they forget for sure. what they look like they forget are they pretty or they they forget that they're just they just want to move on yeah that's when it becomes interesting for that's sure, when totally, they they, yeah. they that's when they oh you were filming yeah we we're filming yeah for the past five hours so yeah some days we had three shots in a day yeah. That we were doing so it was it was it was very uh, it was very fun to do. Well, I love that, and I mean, yeah. 
this that dovetails into something I just want to ask. It's a bit of a loaded question, but bear with me. Because, at least from my mind, as sort of someone who works in the industry, but also as a film fan, yeah. there's Canadian cinema, and then there's Quebecois cinema. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they are very different things. Two solitudes. It really feels like, to me, had this been made sort of in Anglophone Quebec, in Anglophone Canada, yeah. it would have been a different movie. Can you talk to me a little bit? Like, what is it from your perspective that makes Quebecois cinema a little bit different? Is it just sort of the worldliness? Is it sort of that openness to observation, maybe, like you, like you were saying? There's something in the language and the culture, in the French culture. I think there's... I pulled a lot from my own family and my own history. <laughs> like, Karine Vanas, Lisette was the name of my mother. When the characters, at some point, when they go to the sugar shack, they start singing a song from... Uh, they start singing a song to me that was like it's a folk folk song from yeah. Quebec very old that was a tradition that my family would do that my grandfather would do so, the, so I pulled a lot from that and I pulled a lot from the I don't know I, know, I, I, I have to be careful with saying that but there's there's a big naivete in I don't know it's big, probably because it's the, it's, the, it's the time it's the fact that we're very isolated you know the, the Quebec culture and the rest of Canada compared to the rest of Canada we're very isolated with language we're very like we live a little, little bit in a bubble yeah so there's a lot of there's a lot of it that is kind of naive in a nice way but not fully fully knowing what's going on outside of our little bubble and of of the Quebec so that's when when that's why when the when the Vietnamese arrived a lot of the Quebecois and it's very cultural it's very Quebecois thing of not asking real questions of of being very nice yeah but not asking what could what the truth is so the adults are never ever kind of you know when they're around the table and, and the little girl she's like oh have you seen bombs it's like no don't talk about this don't do that don't Joanne, don't don't say that this yeah. is a very Quebecois thing but the, the the 10 year old child she's not yet aware of these things so she asked the real questions and it takes the whole film for until the sugar shack at the very end when they they discovered the journey of the family from vietnam it's a very I don't know. It's like it's like let's not talk. <coughs> let's not talk about the real things. Like it's like like my parents that I love very much. Or my grandparents. Are like oh, you have emotions. Keep that for you. Yeah. So it's a very Quebecois thing, and now I, I wanted to pull from that, and that was, yeah, I wanted to have also the, you know, we have a, a more rural kind of traditions with the sugar shack, with with living in the closer to the nature so the clothing are a little little uh, more uh, you know red and black <laughs> yeah, you know it's yeah, like yeah. I don't know there's something kind of uh, almost uh, kept outside of the real world but I mean it allows for a certain degree of creative freedom too as yeah. well because I mean I mean I even think back to sort of the scene in the, in the thrift store just sort of the chaos of it yeah had this been shot sort of differently or more traditionally it would have been a lot of cuts or it would have been a bit yeah, more yeah. stylized but really it's just allowing us to sort of have this character sort of exist in this madness of yeah. stuff yeah. which makes it so unique you know and there's the, the, the Vietnamese they're very kind of what's going on here and they're very reserved while yeah. the Quebecois uh, Patrice is so used to this of thing course, like yeah. he's going around blah 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 talking like organizing he's like he's, he's king of the world and he's negotiating he's a very bad negotiator but yeah, I wanted I wanted these kind of scenes that were that had a lot of humor, but I wanted to play them in a very unique way of like it's one shot yeah. and it's we it's the world living around us the same way as 
you know, you get it. Like this morning, I walk into the office and I, I, I just went back to the, to the hotel to pick up a medication and I arrive here, you're here, there's a coffee there. It's like, it's like the world is, play, is playing around us and we all, we're all extras in yeah. everybody's lives. And I wanted that in the movie. When you come with, I don't know what, I don't know what you did this morning. Maybe you, you were late. Maybe you missed uh, your, your um, streetcar or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or maybe yeah. you had a, a parking ticket. Yeah, you were no, pissed. Sure, yeah. Or maybe you, you walked into a puddle of mud. Or, like, we don't know where people come from. Yeah. And I wanted that kind of to be informative of the film. When, to have the empathy of understanding that everybody has their own journey and their own personal personal history and we cannot judge people because maybe if you're mad or if I'm mad you maybe like oh, this guy is like yeah, a fucking yeah. pretentious guy. sorry oh, I said that he's like pretentious or something you don't know maybe I had a fight with my uh, with my father or something like we don't know we don't and I wanted the film to to kind of um, to, to kind of be hey people it's okay we don't know other people's lives but maybe if we ask questions the real questions yeah. maybe we'll understand maybe if we go toward if everybody went toward the middle Maybe we we would have less wars, yeah. you know. Maybe we would have less conflict. Maybe we would have less racism and less xenophobia, yeah. less less hatred. If we all walk, not all the way, just you know, but a little bit, a little bit to the to a little bit to the middle. Everyone, every everyone. So to me, that was the that was the big part of the film, and I wanted this to be, to not be kind of a underlying message. I just wanted the film to be to to be f- cute, funny, but have this ignorance kind of. Kind of playing around, and, and it takes a whole film for for everyone to know what the story is. It's, it's not until the end of the film that the, that the, the Quebecois yeah. family understand that oh, you went through a, a refugee camp, you were in a boat, you almost died. Oh my God! You oh my God! You know, it's like it takes it. And if they had asked the questions before, yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe maybe uh, maybe things would be easier. Maybe yeah. things would be uh, yeah. Now, I mean, just to put a bow on this, and I mean, I love that you brought that up because just in watching it, and I mean, at least to me as a film fan, I've always appreciated the films that sort of made me understand there was a world before the story, yeah, and there's going to be a world after the story. What were the films that you saw at a young age that made you sort of have that light bulb go off and sort of appreciate, I guess, maybe the grander world of storytelling? Well, uh, I mean, I mean, I was. I was 10 years old when I saw Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Oh, bam, bam. All right, yeah. I mean, I was, I, that's the first time that I understand that, that like, movies was, like, it's going to be my life. Like, right, right. This, there's certain movies in my life that I, that I watched that I, that I stayed after the film to watch it the second time. Right. Just because, what the hell did I see? Yeah. And, yeah, Indiana Jones, there was... A Romanian film in 2007 that was called Four Months, Three Weeks, Two Days. Oh my God! That's... Very harsh, very, very, yeah. very intense. I was like, you like you're allowed to do cinema like this? Like yeah. cinema is yeah. allowed to be like that? Yeah. To be to be to be so 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 direct, mm. so real, so raw. And yeah, there was a, a, a French film in 2011 called A Prophet by oh, Jacques Attia. Yeah, great movie, yeah. Yeah, this, these are some of my favorite films, and but. But for for Rue, we strangely we looked at more like photography was a very big uh, like photo books mm. from like Vivian Maya from Alex South from uh, uh, Joel Meyerson like we did a lot of research in, in photography to uh, to arrive at the kind of the 
like street photographers, yeah. like documentary, documentary photography, because we wanted to we wanted to see the world kind of like street photographers. I love that they, they always find the, the kind of the, or the, 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 the British guy uh, Martin Parr. They find a lot of humor in the very non-humoristic, non-comic everyday life. They find kids with 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 uh, with ice cream cones falling over them while there's a guy fighting behind. They find you know there's a, like a, a cop arresting someone, but his 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 crack his butt crack is showing. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Is a lot of, we wanted to have the humor and the strangeness of everyday life that 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 a lot that is not a lot present in 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 movies because in movies you you focus on on your story while kind of photography they, you go out and you see the world in a very and not like documentary like like or war photography that's oh suffering and and pain and people dying no no i wanted to have like normal weird boring everyday life that that is strange and and sometimes when you go and if you go to a new world if you travel anywhere you'll anyone will have the since you don't know the customs you don't know the culture you don't know the language anyone will be like oh this is weird this is strange this is oh this is funny oh this is funny in mexico how they do that so i wanted that for her yeah to, but but in our culture and so i wanted to rediscover quebec culture through the eyes of someone who had never seen it before and who arrived in the winter in a weird time and you know i mean because i mean watching it it, it felt to me like you were giving almost rural Quebec, a, a 70s New York kind of yeah. aesthetic, <laughs> which I absolutely love. But I mean, Charles, you've done a really beautiful piece of oh. work here. I mean, it's such a great sort of honest story of the immigrant story, but at the same time, it's artistic, it's beautiful, it's emotional, and it really connects on, huh. a, on a human level without sort of hammering people over the head with the quote-unquote message. I think you've done a great job. I'm, I'm really touched by everything you're saying. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much. And again, thank you for the time today, man. I really appreciate it. And don't forget to, to visit our friends over at Bay Street Video for all your DVD, Blu-ray rental, or purchasing needs this summer, as they are still open for curbside and some mailing delivery as well. Over at 1172 Bay Street, Toronto, Ontario, Canada, you can give them a call at 416-964-9088. That's 416-964-9088. Or send them an email at baystreetvideoto at gmail.com for any of your DVD and Blu-ray needs.